Welcome back to another wonderful, wonderful episode of Sleep Powder. My name is Theron. And I'm Anna. And we are... Also to... accompanied by Adger, oh, my yes. dog. A, a, a true gremlin in and of itself. <laughs> he just chased me around the house. and He's decided that 10 o'clock at night is his playtime, especially with Theron. So. I, I have all of his toys on the table currently. Because while we're recording, I want him to be very good and not be <laughs> loud. Can, can you not lick my leg right now? His favorite toy is... He has two favorite toys. His rubber bear, which makes an ungodly sound when it's wet and he's chewing on it. Very squelchy. Um, yeah, it sounds like Vampire Diaries, like that bad. Squelchy. Yeah. And um, an empty uh, soda bottle. That's his favorite. He loves he, those. He loves to ram them into things. <laughs> he, like, he likes the noise that it makes. It makes a loud bonk, and that makes him happy. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we get started with introductions and news and just what we've been up to, yeah. we wanted to let you all know that... He's found another toy. He found another toy. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to let you all know, our listeners, that... We are hoping to increase our reviews. We're hoping to increase our um, our listenership. Yeah. So if you would be so kind to leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or... Wherever reviews wherever, are sold. Yeah, wherever you're listening to Sleep Powder, please feel free to go ahead and do so. We're really trying to increase our... Um, what's the word? Our reach? Yeah. That being said, we... Anna and I took some long-needed time to look at our stats and, for our, uh, our listener locations. And I came up with an idea because, okay, first of all, there are a lot more of you than we thought. A lot more. We thought the count was at, like, maybe 100? There are a lot of listeners. We There's, thought, like, 500. We, we've we had, we just hit our 500 downloads. Yeah. Um, 500 downloads through Buzzsprout. Yeah. So that means that a lot of... Um, yeah, 500 total downloads, so, like... First of all, thank you. That was before we changed providers. This yeah. is only since we switched to Buzzsprout. But yes, that's very much. But regardless, true. thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Um, so what I was thinking was now that we kind of also have a breakdown, like we have we have the listeners broken down by continent. Um, surprisingly, zero people from America. Who knew? Yeah. Um, we have it broken down by continent and country. And all the way down to city. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we can't see your addresses. We just see like Philadelphia, and it's like, oh, of yeah. course, because it's a city. And it's something really humbling to see the breakdown and look at like, oh wow, yeah. there are five people from Africa heard our voices and mm-hmm. heard what we had to say. Which is okay. So last time we checked this, the only things that showed up were uh, North America and Europe. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Asia. Yes, that's also Which are still our three biggest ones. But now we also have Oceania, which is Australia and the islands surrounding it, Africa and South America. So we're heard on nearly every continent. Which we are... Which is incredible. Like, it's a very humbling feeling I've come to notice. So what we wanted to do was every episode, we're going to name a country... An area. An area. Uh, if you it's are... Because we're not going to say the United States. We're probably going to break it down because we do have a couple states listed. Um, and what we'd like to do is, if you wouldn't mind, 
hitting up our Instagram DMs or writing us a thing on Facebook or, or an email or an email. We would love to hear your story. We'd love to just hear anything from you, really. Like, um, we want to see how the listeners are feeling. We want to get our feelers out there for a lot of the people that we want have in our. With. We yeah. want to connect with you guys. And I think instead of saying like broadly, we hope somebody writes back. I think it it kind of makes there be a call to action a bit more. If I said like, oh, if you're from this place, please write to us this week. Yeah, we'd love to hear and get to know you because um, I I think that podcasting as an art form is a very intimate, um, it's a very intimate medium. Mm-hmm. Where if you're hearing our voices and hearing our stories and our experiences, it's only fair that we get to hear yours. Well, and that's yeah. exactly what we want. Well, and if you don't want to tell us your story, which is totally fine, yeah, please tell us just how you're thinking. Uh, maybe you have a mental health topic or uh, a question. Really want to talk about. A question you have for us. Um. So anyway, getting to it. Our first pick is England. So if you are one of our listeners in England, I'll also extend to the UK because we are ignorant Americans and I don't know what the difference is. I'm not too knowledgeable. I don't I, mean, I, don't I, I did know. go to school for international studies, but I, I didn't. If you're if you're in England, if you are in the United Kingdom, Wales, the whole kit and caboodle. If you're interested, we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your story. Yeah, or anything you have to say to us, if anything at all. Please feel free to write to us. So you just said kitten caboodle. Um, I just found out that it's not kitten. Kit and caboodle. Yeah, I always thought it was kitten caboodle, and I was like, well, that's kind of cute. Not <laughs> kit and caboodle. The whole kit and caboodle. Well, okay, I live in the middle of nowhere PA and a lot of our words run together. That's fair. Anyway, getting back on track. What have you been up to? Because I feel like you have uh, a very fun... I've been up to so many things. Go for it. Alright, so Theron has gotten me to play Emerald. Yes, I found a cartridge and I found my old Game Boy and we're just playing it. I've never played it before. And so I'm getting to enjoy that, and it is so nice. Anna is, um... I'm enjoying. You're talking, uh, what was it? You... Who did you pick for your starter? My starter was Mudkip. Mm, and why did you pick that? I chose Mudkip because, um, Theron always picks the grass starters, which is not a reason to not pick a grass starter for me. I just personally didn't. I know Truco is his favorite, so I wasn't really... Truco was my first Pokemon ever. Well, yeah, but it's, like, also one of your favorites now. Yeah. And, and that's fine. I personally didn't want to step on that, and I don't... I think I pick fire and grass starters the most, so I thought, you know... And also, when I was watching the show when I was a kid, Torchic was the one that May had, wasn't it? Yep. And I just... <sighs> I couldn't take another second of it. So what I decided was Mudkip. Mm -hmm. I named him Kipper. Very cute. I have a wonderful team. All of them have some great names, including a Meryl, whose name is Meryl Streep, because (laughs) I ran out of letters and couldn't put Streep. 
back in dinner prior to generation six uh there were, the pokemon names could only be 10 characters long what are they 12 characters the first pokemon breaking that is fletchinder fletchling's evolution in x and y mm. but that also raises the question of like victory bell instead of victory bell that's true v-i-c-t-r-e and for alligator which is f-e-r-a-l-i-g-a-t-r so not not o-r or e-r or a-r yeah. just an r i don't know so meryl street it is meryl street um so yeah that's um i'm trying to think of what else i was doing um, You're about to fight the first gym. I'm well. I'm training to do the first gym. I'm not there yet. Yes. Um. What else? Uh. I think I turned on Isle of Armor and then immediately turned it back off because I meant to click Animal Crossing. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's the way it goes. I'm not. I'm not avoiding it. I just. I no, really wanted to. Do. No, I just really wanted to play Animal Crossing. Yeah. If you um, haven't played the new Animal Crossing update, it's amazing. With the diving? It's very fun. It is my favorite thing. I am so happy. I need to go back and get back into it. But um, There's lots of things to I've uh, also been doing to. some really intense Tetris runs. Yes. I beat my overall high score of Tetris ever, mm. which is incredible. Tetris having a point-based system is very interesting, especially in like modern gaming. Well, it's the speed at which you place it and how many you knock out. Right. It's how fast and how many, in my in my understanding. So you have to be fast and strategic at the same time. You have to be able to place the pieces where you think they should fit. I'm very good at that. I know you are. You're very fast. I'm. I well, it took some training to get there. So that's what I'm doing. Um, I also found an old game. I was talking to you and Tim about it. Not Tim. Your friend Adam. Yes. About an old game I used to play when I was in high school that came automatically on a laptop I had. And um, for the life of me, I also could not remember the name of that game. As you can tell, that is my, my problem names. So I found it, and I found that it could be for my computer now, so I bought it. It's called Piggly, and it's about a mama pig <laughs> who goes through different level stages and finds apples to bake her three piglets and apple pie. Which I think is very cute. It's cute. I just, I I missed it so much. It's, I'm, I'm glad that you have that moment of, you know, being able to find that. Yeah. And if you want it, Piggly is available. On the... For all devices, including mobile devices, on... Um, Microsoft and on the Microsoft website and also by looking up the game um, you'll get the production team's website and you can download it um, it's $9.95 it's it's $9.95 euros and it's a cute game it's a cute game Um, and it's a bundle pack so you actually get two games for that you you also get their Christmas mode (laughs) Just so you know. It's not that important. I'm just letting everybody know that it comes with that. Anyway. Um, yeah. But uh, I think that's, that's kind of it for me. I'm just working through everything. Yeah, it's all the matters. It's all the year. And we're together. Yes, and we're together. And we're we, together. I'm very thankful for that. Um, 
the sorghum tried to get a lot of episodes done and recorded. Um, was I'm ready to start with. What are you doing? What am I doing? I am. I'm working on some more TMs, which we're going to be showcasing on the Instagram. And you will be putting them up on Redbubble. Yes. As well. Redbubble as well. Because um, when Theron started posting it, we saw how much um, feedback we were getting on them and how much people really liked them. And I suggested he put them on Redbubble so people would be able to purchase products with it. Someone bought a phone case. Somebody already Super bought thankful. With, what was the design? Do you remember? It was Slutterweave. And honestly, I was so excited. So if you have that, if that's a... If you have that phone case, I would love to shake your hand and thank you. Yeah. Or, well, virtually shake your hand with Corona and all that. Yeah. So anyway, what else are you up to other than the TMs? Nothing really. I think I'm just trying to spend my time and relax with you. Yeah, I mean, we're just, um, we're trying out recipes, we're, um... Trying all sorts of things. You're a walking dog. Oh, yeah. Trying to be active, trying to stay healthy. Yeah, specifically walking dog, because dog need walk. Dog very much needs walk. Um... I'm ready to get started if you are. Yeah. Cool. So we're starting off with... We're gonna kick it off with Safari Zone, as we always do. I was about to type in Safari Zone in my search bar. Um, <laughs> now so you've got to pull up our generator. If you are new to Sleep Powder, we are going to start off with our first segment, which is the Safari Zone. We're going to randomly generate a Pokemon to talk everything about it, just for your listening convenience. Yeah. You ready? More specifically, Theron will talk about all the technicalities and things, unless I know it, which I probably won't. Um, and then I will give it a brilliant name because that's my job. Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Okay. Okay. Wingle. Okay. Very fitting because you just decided to talk about, uh, you just started that one. I did and I just squashed some Wingles. So I guess we'll cover Wingle and Palipper. Palipper. Pelipper. So we'd say it differently. I don't know which one's the right one. I think mine is right. Pelipper. Pele, 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 right, but Pelipper. Yeah, it has lips, but lips aren't the emphasis of the design. No, but that's... Okay, so part of the education that I got for education was learning how... Because I'm an education major and I, I learned how to teach little kids like why... Mm-hmm. Instead of our education, so if you're older, like you were born in the 90s or the 80s or even older than that, uh, up until about the 2000s age, um, schools usually would just teach you words and um, math things. So like instead of explaining why 2 plus 2 is 4, it was just memorize 2 plus 2 is 4. Is that it is 4. And it's the same thing with words too. Like lip is lip. And then if they're, oh, not lip, that's a bad one. Like swimming. Mm-hmm. So swimming, you add an extra M because right. with, so then they explained it to Otherwise us. Otherwise it would be swimming. It would be swimming. So polyper is definitely polyper because it's a C. But that, or that's not important to your argument because otherwise it would be polyper. No, it wouldn't because it has two P's. If you got rid of one P, it would be polyper instead of polyper. The lipper. Eh, eh. 
I see you're saying that Ephesus is on the lipper, but <laughs> I'm saying that it's on pellet. Pelipper. It's like puddle and poodle. No, I got, I got, okay, so our difference is on the emphasis. Yes. I don't know. I think mine's fun. I uh, think mine's fun. Uh, anyway, fun. let's talk about this toilet bird. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, we personally have a bias against it because we've both grown up near beach towns, so just seagulls in general are a... Wingle, beautiful son. Wingle <laughs> is a baby. <laughs> if we want to talk about... Okay, so let's just talk about the design for a second. I love pelicans. I, they're not like my favorite bird. I think toucans are like my favorite bird. And another big beach friend. Yes, but and like they do, they nailed toucanon perfectly. But this episode's not about toucanon. Right. I mean, I do, I think that their idea of let's make a pelican, a seagull that turns into a pelican. I think they nailed it there. I think it's very obvious what they did. Very creepy. But personally, I hate I. I don't like birds in general. Right. I never have. I don't think I ever will. Um, I grew up with weird neighbors with weird birds. My neighbor had emus, and therefore birds were ruined for me forever. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I, th- I just think pelicans being such a unique bird overall. Yeah. Super cool. I think between the two, though, pelicans are fine for me. I don't hate pel- I think if the sliding scale is which do you hate more pelicans or seagulls? I hate seagulls. I don't hate either of them because Wingle is a baby. Well, okay, so I rather dislike seagulls because I went to a beach town growing up and there were lots of like foods that you can get and so the boardwalks have been open so long and seagulls like have trained themselves to right. dive at the right moment, and so I personally don't like them. <laughs> yes. Because I've had a number of issues happen based on seagull shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with eating at the beach, just in general. Yeah, that's fair. I yeah. think, um... But I... that's a personal bias, not like... Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I think seagulls are very cute. Um, I, I captured a seagull once. I don't know if I, I, pretty, I told you the story. I don't think I told the audience the story. I was at a beach with my sister, and I dug a little trench. I dug a tiny little trench, and I laid myself inside of it. But I made sure that my arms were kind of above ground, but under like a thin sand veil. Um, <laughs> and my sister put a towel on top of my arms, or like inside of the space where my arms were encapsulating and she put Doritos on top of the towel so when she sat behind me and there was a seagull that landed on the towel (laughs) my arms popped out of the sand and grabbed the seagull yes safely contained it just for holding it no harm was done to seagull no 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 it was I (laughs) it was very fun very fun um yeah but I love Wingle Wingle gives me a lot of classic memories you haven't gotten to it but pico uh yeah. every every wingle that i have a shiny wingle in pokemon go that i just named pico and i don't want to evolve it because of pelper yeah. um yeah so let's talk stats yep that's your that's um, your thing well pelper is a water flying type yes it has 
three unique abilities. Two of them are trash, one of them is really important. So Pelipper has the ability called Keen Eye, which makes it so that you can't have your accuracy lowered, which isn't that important if you're playing Smoga competitive, but it's kind of important if you're playing VGC. You s okay, you said Keen Eye. In my head, I heard Keen Eye, as in the brother from Brother Bear. <laughs> and so I just, you said it fast. Yeah. And so I was just like, <laughs> wait a minute. So, <laughs> anyway, the, the other move. The other ability is Drizzle, which activates rain on switching. Yes. Very strong, very potent, very powerful. Um, but we're also going to talk about the other Drizzle user and why you should use Polytoad over Pelipper. That's for later. And the third ability is Rain Dish. So assuming you have rain already active, uh, you heal yourself for one eighth of your health every turn in the rain. Time has potential, but it's drastically overlooked by Drizzle. Mm. Reading some Pokedex entries for Pelipper. 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 Its spacious beak is large enough for a small child to fit right inside. Which is something it should not say. <laughs> Gathering food is the work of young males. They store food in their capacious beaks and carry it back to others waiting in the nest. It places small Pokemon in its spacious beak and carries them around. No one knows where it's taking them. It scoops up wishy-washy in its huge beak and swallows them whole. It can devour more than 30 in one go. It's the messenger of the skies carrying small Pokemon and eggs and safety in its bill. Skimming the water surface, it dips its large bill in the sea, scoops up food and water, and carries it. So, hold on. Can we get some size references here? So how big is Pelipper? Pelipper is three feet tall. Almost four feet. Oh my god. It's a four foot tall Pelipper. Okay. Um, I was going to say, I don't know how wishy-wash, how it could eat 30 of them in one gulp. But I'm pretty that sure. That makes sense. One, one wishy-washy. I'm looking that up right now. But no, I just mean I don't think I realize the size of Pulliver. We can assume that it's it's bill or the, the pouch expands, you know. Okay, but how big is that? Eight inches. Okay, so then yeah, that it's does. Very possible. That's very, very possible. Yes, Wait, one, does, how big is the school? School form is twenty six feet tall, almost twenty seven, because it's a whole bunch of witchy washy. I know it. From eight inch, well, it's probably like sardines. I used a wishy washy and um, when I played Moon for the first time, and it was extremely powerful. I loved it. We weren't talking about wishy-washy. I just needed size references for yes. my own brain. So it's very possible and very plausible that I could. Um, yeah, I could do that. I just needed a reference for myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so let's talk moves and attacks. Yes. You always want to run Drizzle, but the whole reason that I'm thinking that you should run if you have the option to use Politoed, use Politoed. Politoed is the other um, rain setter. It also has Drizzle. Um, Politoed has better defense and um, kind of support capabilities. Pelipper is more of a, a fragile, frail rain setter. Um, its defenses are okay, but as a water flying type, you're weak to rock, you're weak to your quad, weak to electric. Um, That's really Yeah, it can be a lot better. Um, your speed is a 65. I'm pretty sure Politoads is like 70, if I want to guess. You're a little faster. Um, but Pelipper gets some pretty neat moves. It gets Hurricane 
as a flying special move to boost your 90, your 95 base special attack in the rain, Hurricane can't miss. So it's a super strong flying move and it can confuse your opponent as well. Um, it also gets support moves like Surf. It can get Scald to burn. It gets Knock Off, which I think is bonkers. It gets Knock Off this generation to remove the item from your opponent. And it gets U-Turn, so you can preserve your rain. Um, if you really want to use Pelipper, um, I would first suggest that you look into Politoed. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my best bet. Plus, I think Politoed's a lot cuter. Have you seen Politoed? Yes. He's, it's a little frog. I love him. He's adorable. It's a frog, and frogs, to me, cuter than Politoed's. If there were if there were a sound type, I think Politoed should be a water sound type. I would greatly appreciate to see that. Yes, because we previously um, had a question that was, if you could create a type, what would it be? You sound said type. sound. Did I say what I was? I don't think so. Okay. I did, but I don't remember it now. Pelipper. Um, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> check and see if you can use Polytoad. If not, um, here's what you can do. You can run a bold nature. So you can run it. So you can max bold or modest to maximize either your defense or your special attack, respectively. You can give it Protect, Knock Off, Hurricane, and U-Turn. Um, you can also sub one of those moves out for Scald if you really want to, to get the Burn Chance. Um, Aqua Ring, Wide Guard if you're doing doubles. If you if you have Pokemon that are using spread moves, it's not much to say about Pelipper. I It's an iconic Pokemon to me. I love it uh, for the Mystery Dungeon reasons. Um, it, Pelper oh, and yeah, yeah and they're the mail carriers, which I think is. I was gonna is, say it should be a mail carrier because pelicans do that in some. Cartoons. I think it's very cute. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, all I was gonna say, other than the name, was, if you want to see, uh, Pelipper. Pelipper. Or Wingle in action. Um, a really good version of playing it in with strategy that I saw was um, Griffin McElroy's Nuzlocke run <laughs> um, because I think he uh, he like won a badge and then he traded he had to wonder trade it off something and he ended up getting one and its name was Seabreeze Seabreeze and honestly it was just so interesting to see because at that point I think I had actually I had um begun to play or at least gotten the idea to and i was like well what can this even do mm -hmm. and just to see it used by somebody who actually knew what to do was a lot uh more interesting than i was expecting it to be mm -hmm. and again it was a nuzlocke run so i don't remember if it died or not but i think it might have right so it was only used near the beginning the the like beginning middle of the game if my if my count is right but regardless it was just really interesting to see yeah i'm glad that it's a it's a good pokemon a lot of people can use it in a lot of different respected ways yeah. check it out definitely check it out uh that's all that i have for um Pelipper. any last thoughts um the name i would give it oh yeah yeah sorry honey no it's okay um i was trying to come up with a good one the only thing i had really come up with was other than naming it after beach towns um personally 
I was thinking of um, doing your own sort of take on Griffin's choice of sea breeze to just do breeze or breezy. Breeze. Um, what's <laughs> if you're a Game Grumps fan, you can name it Pella Storm. <laughs> uh, Aaron had a bit where it was like, oh, they were playing through Emerald and it was. Oh, that's Wingle. He falls in the Pella Storm. Because <laughs> he forgot the name for Pelipper. And that is so relatable. Pella Storm. Um, it's like naming your Wismer Pumbloom. <laughs> <laughs> this one's Pumbloom! Uh, yeah, I like... What is it? I have no idea. Mr. Postman. Would be, <laughs> would be uh, kind of cute. Another good name. FedEx. I'm trying to think of a spin. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. A uh, Nigel? What was the name of the pelican on Finding Nemo? Nigel. No, it wasn't. Nigel was the weird one. Mine? You can just name it mine? No, that was a C. Mine? Oh, that's, well, if you have a wingle. Then. Um, it wasn't Nigel. It was Maybe it was Nigel. I thought Nigel was the other pelican that tried to eat... Nemo. Yes. I'm, if I had to put money to it, it's Nigel. Yep, it's Nigel. Is it really? Yeah. The Pelican's well, name. Well, then what's the other one? Or it was somebody else. There was somebody else as well. There was another. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You do, Okay, yeah. So, like, you do understand what I'm saying. I just cannot think. Um. Yeah. Of the... Yeah, <laughs> I can't think of the name. The name, I, I hate that I can't. Um, what was I gonna say? I'm good to move on if you are, dear. Yeah. Unless this is gonna be stuck in your head forever. It is. I'm gonna be looking it up while we're. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're so for our calm mind segment, um, we are going to be talking about a topic that was recommended by my friend Will. Um, awesome person and we are going to talk about um, discussing your mental health publicly yes. it's a strange topic but it's something that a lot of people um, have to deal with every day when it comes to um, meeting people, being social kind of saying like oh why are you acting this way what are your kind of dealing with that realm of yeah, things. Yeah, and, and, and explaining that to people and, and finding your own voice in it as well. To kick it off, I had a story that I thought fit really well. Um, when So I have Tourette's Syndrome. It's something that I deal with every day. I The way that I explain it is that I don't really have control of my body. Every now and then, I kind of just have involuntary movements my body just kind of has a sneeze and it acts on its own um it comes in the form of verbal tics and motor tics i have more predominantly motor tics um when i was i was shopping for a a toy or uh, i was shopping for some pokemon cards for a friend of mine and it was their birthday coming up and i was in target and my first job ever was working at a daycare, working at a child care center. And yes. I've worked there for five years. Um, and I 
I went to go pick up a trainer box of some Pokemon cards and there was a mother in a very I want to say conservative dress holding mm-hmm. her young son's hand and I work with kids all the time I'm great with kids I'm more in the teaching role and the son goes oh mommy mommy he he plays with Pokemon cards too yeah because you were weren't yeah. you getting cards I was thinking this is going to be a good moment I'm like yeah I, I do but instead I have a tick and I crank my neck to the side and I jerk my arm and the mother grabs the son's hand drops her belongings and leaves before I even get a word to say anything wow <laughs> which is just unreal yeah it was it was strange but that's it's a story that I tell all the time when I tell people that I have Tourette's yeah because they most people just aren't entirely informed about it most people aren't entirely super knowledgeable about what I do why I do it or what the conditions even like so when I explain this thing I have to deal with it's a story that I, I let people laugh at so, yeah. because I'm in control of the story I'm in control of how I say it I can tell how the event goes I can tell the pacing and give the events going on in my head because it's mine it's my story Right. so to help people better understand it why not give them something to laugh at and I thought that was very fitting to talk about for this topic specifically because talking about mental health and the issues that you have every day is not easy. Not at all. It's not something that you can just kind of bundle up in a cute package and almost have a pamphlet and say, hey, I have X, Y, and Z, things like that. And even... Even some things that seem to be compact are way more frustrating than they seem. Um, So I have anxiety, depression, OCD, and possibly ADHD. We're going to get tested soon, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, By we, I mean me. Uh, And I grew up in a household. My mom grew up with it, with anxiety and depression. And my dad doesn't believe in therapists or medications or anything like that. So when I was um, in high school, I was telling my cousin how I was feeling. And she was about to graduate from college with a psych degree. And she was, and I was telling her how I was feeling about certain things. And she goes, that's anxiety. And I was like, oh yeah, I always suspected I had anxiety. And then she and I were talking some more and she goes now that other thing you said was the thing you described how you're feeling is described nearly textbook as depression and I was like oh I never thought I would have I never thought I had depression she was like it's it's weird anxiety and depression sometimes go hand in hand I was like okay so that's that's good to know but I didn't know that so just having that open dialogue with her was so nice. Um, uh, and then I ended up like putting off my mental health for a couple years until I was in 
I went to one therapist while I was in high school. I saw her one time and then I never went again because it felt like she was sort of talking down to me the whole time. Mm. Like I was explaining my problems and she was like, oh, you know what? This other person had it worse. And I was like, oh, that's not really how therapists are supposed to work. So I never went to her again. Um, and I also told her an issue I was having about how um, getting sick is like one of my biggest fears. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, one time I got sick and it was so bad. And I was like, did you know you did not help? <laughs> yeah, like, just, just because you have a similar anecdote doesn't mean that that makes my story any better. But don't, don't like, I was telling her how sensitive I was to it and how I don't like talking about it. Because I'm also like, uh, what is it? Private? Not a hypochondriac. Yeah, that's the word. Which one time I was talking to someone and I said hemophiliac instead by accident. <laughs> that's the one where you just bleed That's the bleeding one. That's the bleeding one. That's the one that killed the bloodline. Did you hear that story? I don't want to know. Oh. Well, so I, so as an accident, I said that one time, but that's not what's important. Um, then one of my friends uh, was seeing a counselor on campus and she told me how easy it was. So she walked with me so I could go see somebody um, and that therapist was lovely, but she and I didn't really click as well. Right. So, like, she was overtly sweet, which was not a bad trait. It just wasn't the right therapy treatment for not me. Not a good fit for you. Um, then, like, so that would have been when I was starting to do, um, like, junior student teaching. So that was professional semester so I was like in class all day so I would end up having to physically run across campus to possibly make this appointment and then run back completely out of your schedule to make it back to class and that was my only chance to yeah and that's that's kind of the hard part of finding therapy yeah and trying to find that's we can do that for another episode but that's why I'm kind of hoping in like a general thing because of corona recently um a lot of places have had to adapt and so they're more flexible with their schedules and even carve out teleconferencing and things like that right telephone appointments which i know um where i end up going and and getting diagnosed with everything and like having it as official paperwork and getting put on medications to sort of help me um regulate yeah regulate and sort of um, get to a state where I can actually work on myself. Uh, I went there to do that, and they were a small therapist place near my in my hometown. Um, and then I ended up having to go to school in a different state. So I, I called them multiple times and was like, "Look, I only seem to work with this therapist so far. Is there any way we could do like a telephone conference kind of thing?" And they said no. And that was before Corona, so. Yeah, which is already upset. So I found out that they might be allowing it now. So um, some places are doing that. Um, Also, some are changing their insurance providers. So definitely call your local place if you are thinking of going to figure that out. Um, Yeah, I I think that's also very important to consider because being able to find someone in a professional setting that you can talk about your mental health with is equally as important as people in your everyday life. Yes. And hopefully we can equip you with some tools to help you have those conversations. So one of the first tricks that 
really kind of helps me day to day is that you own your experience. No one can ever take away how you feel. No one can ever tell you that you don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most embarrassing things to be told. I've, I've had that happen in my life. Someone telling me that my OCD doesn't exist. Yeah. How, how do you know what's going on in my head? How do you how do you know what my lived experience is like? How can you tell that of my wonderful years and all my trips around the sun that you know exactly how I am? You are your own individual person. You have every right to own your experiences. Yes. And that's not the same as asking a trained professional to help you diagnose how you're feeling yes. and then you saying i believe i have this and then them saying no actually it's this these are not the same this is like strictly someone who's lacking in the knowledge or has their own experience that's not the same as yours and they try to control the narrative and that's not their place right so like um when Thera and i started talking uh, he told me he had Tourette's pretty early on. Pretty early. But it was like I, our first phone call, I believe. But I never, like, I knew at the very beginning I was just sort of letting you give yourself time to explain it to me. I I saw you tick, the like, one of our first phone calls. And I didn't ask anything. I you just kind of let it be. I let it be because it wasn't my job to jump in and ask a ton of questions. Now, I could have said... Oh, was that one of them? And I know you, so you would have been fine with like explaining it to me. But since we've been dating, I ask him questions like, what does it feel like to have a tick? And what kind of things, uh, like uh, sometimes ticks change, which I didn't know until I was dating Theron. Um, and I was like, oh, is that, and we usually make like weird noises to get each other's attention. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a big question I ask a lot lately is, what was that a tick? Was that a tick or are you getting my attention? <laughs> Which isn't on him or me. It's just, well, it's genuine. It's probably on me for not being able to pay attention to a no, conversation. And I, I don't expect you to have a full registrar of all my emotions and movements. I mean, I have a pretty good, I'm a pretty good register of it at this point. Right. Which is how I can ask you whether something is a new tick or if that is just you trying to get my attention so I can add to my own, like, registration there. Yeah, that's fair. But at no point do I tell you, like, that's not a tick. Because it's not my... It's not your... It's not my place. Yeah. And I I really respect that because I'm glad that you are willing to understand that. And I think... Well, I I completely lost my brain thought. But yeah, you, you own your experience. You own everything that you are saying. Um, and to, to minimize yourself... And to put yourself in a smaller box is only a disservice to you. Mm-hmm. If it's something that you're dealing with, be proud of it. Not, I'm not in the sense of like, oh, look at me, ha ha ha. But like, it's okay that you're going through this. Yeah. People go through trauma every single day. But to know that this is a problem that you're going through is just as valid as anybody else in the world. Exactly. There was a, uh, a quote or someone that I knew, um, or it was taught in a class of mine. Who, there was a term called the Oppression Olympics, mm. um, kind of 
it's a way to minimize suffering in conversation. Oh, like, like somebody has it worse than you. Yeah. And it's normally in that in that specific term, in that specific word, it was like meant in a larger group when discussing like marginalized groups of people. Yeah. Which is I just think that it's equally as applicable. Right. And um I just sort of wanted to also bring up just because you might hear someone else's story and you see that their mental health is is um, at a worse state than yours, that doesn't make yours any less valid or any more valid. Like, People experience trauma in many different ways. In there should not be a battle for who's the most depressed in this instance. Right. It's not a. It's not a competition. There's no spotlight. You're in this together. It's. It should be oh, well, you're dealing with this and I'm dealing with this issue. How about we hype each other up and I'll help you get through yours and you help me get through mine. What can I do? Which is kind of what we do as a couple. Um, I know I've done that with a couple of my friends too. Right. Uh, back in the Just day. Just be mindful of who you are and what you are as a person. Yeah. Another good tip that I can... Um, offer is it's regarding conversation so when you're telling somebody for the first time whether it be in a public all of a sudden like a public instance like boom you run into somebody on the street yeah or it's a planned conversation that you're having with somebody it's okay if you mess up nothing has to be perfect just because you slip up on something that you say doesn't make it any less valid doesn't make it any less true um and it's also probably looking into, probably worth looking into to find a space that you feel comfortable sharing these problems with. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be, I tried group therapy, pretty good. I had a good time. I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a mindful, it was a four week mindfulness workshop. Got out of bed for it. My therapist recommended it. I learned a lot. Um, kind of hard that's i think it's one of the downsides of group therapy because everyone's trying to get something out of it right it felt kind of very D to me you know, <laughs> i love D. don't get me wrong but D is all about like spotlight right. it's a it's a stage spotlight game um find find a group of people that really resonate with you there was a if uh, there was a place on campus that I had called the Rainbow Lounge mm-hmm. where all queer people could relax and hang out and be with themselves and if you had questions if you wanted to learn more you were more than welcome finding spaces where you feel comfortable where you feel welcome make those conversations so much smoother yeah and we're not saying it's a necessity it's not a it's not a bare bones minimum like you have to do this but that might be worth looking into. Yeah, and and just some sort of like some uh, cautions in that kind of a conversation. Other than someone telling you, no, you don't have it. I can't tell if that's worse than. Um, so like when I went to my friends right after I got diagnosed with OCD, and they went, "Oh, we know," and I was like, "That sucks." <laughs> Yeah, that's not a that's not the reaction you were really, that's really not, looking for. And, and that I've, being said, yes. I don't mean to cut you no, off. It, it just came to my mind. You can even ask if so. If Anna were to come to me and say, 
hey, I have some news that I want to talk to you about. I could retort and say, okay, are you looking for support right now? Are you looking for feedback? Are you looking for what do you want to hear in this situation? Right. But I think in general, for our listeners out there just to be mindful, when someone tells you about a mental health thing that's going on, don't tell them you knew. Because even if you knew, the whole thing isn't about being right. It's about just sort of listening to them and making sure they feel safe in that environment. Right. So I would have much rather my friends say, okay, well, what are the steps we're going to do to deal with it? What things would your therapist say to do? How can I help? How can I help? That's very important. How can Nothing I help? Nothing has changed. Things like that. It puts the onus off of you and onto what the person needs. Exactly. So how can I help? Because again, it's not a competition of were you right? Could you guess their mental illness? Like, it's not a like, game. Like, did you win the lottery? Did you pick the right one? No. No, you just, you just stay there just and you jerk. support. The same thing happened when I was, like, when I was younger and I found out that one of my relatives had um, uh, bipolar depression. And I said, oh, I never knew. I didn't go up to her and say, well, of course, clearly. Right. Because, one, I actually didn't know. It was not clear. And that's just how diverse mental illness is. And even it's just the perspective. So, like, it, it could also just be who you're with. Yeah. So I have friends that are... I'm usually the youngest in a friend group. And so, in my head, everyone's got everything together but me. So I was talking to one of my friends, and I found out she was on, like, more medications than me. She had more therapy than I ever had. And it didn't change anything between us. And it wasn't me. It wasn't like I saw her in a different light or I I saw her as flawed or, oh, she's just like me. It was more of just like a, oh, okay, that's just more information. To me, it's the same as finding out someone's favorite color is purple. It's... It's something you keep in the memory bank, in the notes for yourself yeah. to remind you about that person, like a birthday. But it's not something that you just openly bring up all the time yeah. or that changes something. And it's important not to compare an acorn to an oak tree. Yeah. Because you're going, if this is something that you're going through and you have troubles with actualizing and wanting to work on it, you're going through your own journey. You're going through your own steps. Right. You know, comparing someone who's had years of therapy and years of actualization, just because you don't. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. You're just not there yet. And that's okay. That's your own step. That's sort of. You take your time. It's sort of like, it's put in perspective, putting uh, a beginner on expert mode in a video game. Doesn't make the game any, like. It doesn't mean that the person playing it is not ever able to do expert level it's just at the moment they can't which is okay yeah don't worry about it the last step that i wanted to talk about that i thought was equally important is about pacing and boundaries so being able to set boundaries for yourself and like asking pressing questions um for an example i had when kind of dealing with my Tourette's in my own life I always I thought of there are questions that were way too out of um, 
way too out of line for me. But I didn't feel comfortable answering it. Like, does that happen when you're being intimate with somebody? What happens when you're driving? What happens when mm-hmm. things like that? I'm like, it's very important for you to have power in your words when you say, I don't really feel comfortable talking about that right now. And there, um, there's a person on TikTok named Dr. Kreft. I think that's right. Dr. Kreft. Um, she is very open about boundary setting and how you can set different boundaries like flavors of coffee. So if if Anna were to ask me a question of like, oh, can you, like what happens if you were doing something dangerous? A, a very like frappuccino boundary, very sweet, not trying to be offending would be, oh, you know, I appreciate your interests. I appreciate you wanting to learn more. This really isn't comfortable for me. I would really appreciate if we talk, to, talk about something else. Whereas a triple espresso boundary would be like, we're no. not talking about that. Yeah. No. Exactly. And shutting it off. Because giving yourself boundaries is super important to the navigating the world that you're in. Exactly. And I don't think I realized how important boundary setting was until I was actually in therapy. So um, I was at home and I was talking to my therapist and she was like, well, like, what kind of boundaries do you want to set? I was like, I don't know. I just never feel like I have privacy. My door doesn't even lock. And she was like, well, why doesn't it lock? And I said, well, my door's kind of broken. Um, the door didn't fit in the jam right. as well as it should have. And she was like, well, how long has it been like that? And I said, as long as my parents have owned the house that we live in. So 20... A long time. <laughs> how old am I? 22. You're 22. Almost 23. Had, Far too long. They've had it three years longer than I've been alive. So, so like 25, 26 years. Yeah. And um, she goes, well, why don't you just ask them to fix it? I was like, well, why would I, why would I need to do that? And she was like, well, it's your space, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's my space. And you're 21. At the time I was 21, not 22. And I was like, that's true. She goes, well, I don't think anyone would have an issue with you having a lock on your bedroom door. And I was like, you know what, you're right. And that night, my dad fixed it. And it was a small boundary, but it was just something. It was a physical boundary. It wasn't like just a. But it's also a an important point. one. It it's, was. Uh, it's a centerpiece in your advocacy of yourself by saying, "Hey, I need some privacy. I need to be my own person here." Exactly. And and I know not everybody out there has family that's as supportive or things that they can deal with. I had a friend growing up whose parents did remove the door of her bedroom as punishment, which is the worst. We'll never do those. It was, first of all, the worst thing I've ever heard, and it's disgusting, and I hate it. How can you do that to your own child? I, I, of course, I don't understand the perspective as a parent, but I think it's just kind of barbaric to deny one person of their own. Yeah. You'd have to give a really good reason. Like... The only thing I can think of is the door is broken and therefore it must be removed and we didn't buy a new door yet. But even then, we'd probably hang a blanket just so you can have a physical boundary. Yeah, exactly. I I could never imagine doing that to a kid. No matter how old they are, I don't care. It's just disrespectful to them. Yeah. That's our parenting corner in addition to this. (laughs) Um, 
because you know we are childless right now yes we'll be for a while um yeah so those are some of our um those are some of our tips for boundary setting and mm -hmm. uh and just everything in general uh the only thing i wanted to mention is it is very important for you to be listened to yes and for you to be able to express how you are feeling but it's just as important to listen to the people around you mm -hmm. and just remember that in explaining it to people they might say well isn't this a symptom oh i was reading up on it and i found this this and this make sure that they know that everything is on a spectrum and everything is different for every person Theron and I both have OCD, and it presents in very different ways. Very different ways. And instead of us criticizing each other over it, we both acknowledge it. And try to understand it. Other than just understand it, just sort of, we know it. Yeah. So, like, when we started dating, he told me he liked three dots of hot sauce on his eggs over easy. And I've never forgotten. Because it, it, it's just something that, that I need to have. That I need to have. Exactly. And he knows that um for me oh, what's one of my things you it like... used to one of my ones used to be i couldn't go to bed unless i washed my feet yes you have a certain ritual when you use the bathroom yeah you have a certain um it's it... oh, i'm trying to think of ones but it presents and... itself in different ways that, that are individual exactly. to the person so yeah overall be mindful Advocate for yourself, you have power in your voice, and don't be afraid to set boundaries. Exactly. Any other thoughts? Um, I didn't have another thought, but I did find the name of the pelican I was thinking of. What was it? His name is Gerald. Gerald. That was the one who was eating... Okay, so in the beginning, um, Dory and um, Marlin are swimming around in the harbor, and mm. they're trying to figure out where to go, and they get scooped up by a pelican, and... Marlin is saying that he's not going to get eaten today, and so he's like holding on to the tongue. And all the pelicans see this pelican, um, just Gerald. uh, well, we don't, his name was not spoken. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting there. Uh, allow me to paint you a word picture. Um, he's like choking on the dock, and Nigel goes down and says, Is anyone else going to help him? And they all sort of were like, Oh, no, not really. And then he goes, fine. And he goes down. He says, what's up, Gerald? Cat got your tongue? And then he opens his mouth to Dory and Marlin holding onto the tongue, screaming. Oh, that's right. That, if anyone ever needs to know anything about Disney, <laughs> I, know as much about, I know as much about Disney as Theron knows about Pokemon. And that's saying that's a lot. Fair. Which is fine. Again different interests and knowing a lot about pokemon makes you hate a whole bunch of them yeah so we're gonna hop whatever in our hyper voice and talk about the pokemon that we would give the axe to that was the question if you could get rid of one pokemon what would it be where to start <laughs> we'll pick okay so one needless pokemon the one that comes to mind is and I've advocated for my hatred of this Pokemon ever since it came out. It's Morpeko. I hate Morpeko. Is Morpeko the Mor one that 
It's the, oh, the, the hangry one. Oh, the one that... Oh, God, what's her name? Marnie. Marnie. Uh, Morpico is a waste of a Pokemon. Um, they... Electric Dark is such a cool typing. I think it's just such a unique... Okay. Pikachu clones show up in every in every game. There was what? There was Pikachu. There was rumors that it was going to be Meryl in was, Gen 2. That there was, was Pika Blue. Pichu. Pichu, that was the pre-evolution of Pikachu. Right, but we didn't need it. Yes. and But then um, in Generation 2, there was a rumor in like magazines where Meryl was called Pika Blue. Correct. Thinking it was going to be a water-type Pikachu, which I mean it was. It kind of was. But it's Meryl. That's um, Mina, Pachirisu, That's Emoga, the... the Dene. Pachirisu is the... The Gen squirrel. 4 one, who won the world championship. Yes. Okay, no, no, I was just like, wow, that's the name of the one I think I know. Let me double check. Yes. All and right. then um, it was... What was it? I'm losing my mind. It was... It was Pachirisu, Emoga, the Dene, Electric Fairy... Togedemaru, or the best Pikachu clone, Mimikyu, <laughs> that I'd like to argue. And um, then more Pico. Uh, dark type, known as, <laughs> in in the Japanese translation, dark is translated to evil, or known as the evil type. Mm-hmm. And they're known for like underhanded tactics, and every single dark type move has a secondary effect to it. Every single dark type move does because they're they're not above they're under the rules. Like who, who cares? Like it's a dark type of one. It's supposed to be evil. So you're telling me that this hamster that gets hungry is evil all of a sudden. It gets hungry. Yeah. I I do not understand it whatsoever. And I it's just so annoying. Uh, is it is it a good Pokemon? Not at all. It's a waste. Um, Dark Electric is so sick. It's so cool. It's an awesome typing. I would love to see it on literally anything else. What are yours? I'm okay. So what I'm trying to do is pull up the mass decks so that I can see them. Let's take a look. Because I need a pictures. Because I'm bad at looking at things uh we'll go generation by generation if you really want to i'm fine with that so then i'll go i'll start with so yours was from gen 8 gen 8 so So let's look at gen 1 i'll shoot off one from gen 1 how about that we'll do one each that's fair i like that um one i can get rid of from generation one i'll get rid of golden and seeking they've never been good i've never liked them um Hold on, I'm looking. Look over here. I've got the full decks over here. How'd you do that so fast? I know, a thing or two. Oh. Here. Uh, there's what? There's the birds. Okay, slow down. I know. There's 150 of them we gotta get through. <laughs> yeah, well, slowly so I can see. Um. I would also probably get rid of Ven- Venonat and Venomoth. No, you get one. Pick okay, one. then I'm saying gold. One line, I guess. Goldie and Seeking, I would give the X to. You know what? You know which one I would toss? From Gen 1? Yeah. What? I don't think you're going to guess it. Who? Jinx. 
Yeah, that's fair. I've always hated Jinx. I've never liked Jinx since I was a kid. Always hated it. It's shrouded in controversy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Never liked Jinx. Jodo decks, let's cover yeah. Gen 2. Gen 2, we've got... Oh, oh, was oh that, hold on. Is that gold and silver? That was gold and silver. I'm gonna find a better, um, well, better list for you. There's a lot of I would Longhorn Cerebi, and I'm trying to figure it out, but I can't seem to. Part of me wants to say Sudowudo. But I love Sudowudo. I yeah, that's also true. I do love Sudowudo. <laughs> as much as I just said I would want to get rid of it. Um, I hate Sudowudo, but I love him. Yeah. Uh, let me pull this up for you. Generation four, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, brilliant games. Love these games. Um, available Pokemon. Here, take a look over here. Okay. Oh, there's literally a button. This is all Pokemon Dot Quest. I'm an idiot. Here's one. National, and then you want to jump to. Here, you want to jump to. Uh, gold Silver. Yeah, we're we're kind of just figuring this out live. Sorry, guys. Because we're... It's once we have the method, once we have. So after one fifty one, keep going. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, so after one fifty one. Oh, here we go. I got it. You do? Yep, right here. It's uh, Pokemon slash all. Okay, here you go. Um. Jodo has a lot. Um, Lediba and Ledian are awful Pokemon that would want to get rid of in a heartbeat. Um, Minor less tactics, more personally, just don't like it. And also unknown. Like, um, lore, yeah. I get. Lore, I totally understand. But, like, um, it's a waste of a slot. Unknown, I think we can get rid of. We can get rid of unknown, and then I would also like to get rid of um, Ledian and Lediba. Okay. Um, I would personally like to get rid of Remoroid because every, <laughs> every time I see it, I say hemorrhoid because I just give up on trying to pronounce it. Yeah, that's but that's fair. that's that's my only like. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. My dog is um, trying to lay on my feet <laughs> and it's tickling me. And uh... jumping to Gen three, I yeah. I would want to get rid of. That's a lot. I really don't know. Here's mine. Right out of the bat. Wormful. Don't like it. What? We have too many. We got too many worms. Name name three worms. Wormful, Caterpie. Outside of Wormful. Caterpie, the Weedle, and the, the, oh God, what's that one called? Oh, the bow tie. Oh, blip bug. Yeah, that's three. That's fair. Okay. There you go. Um, I would want to get rid of... Ooh, that's really hard. I want to say Volbeat and Illumise. Mm -hmm. they're, they're very cute bugs, but they're also kind of like just there as dex fillers. That's fair. Um, Generation 4, I would want to get hold rid on, of... Hold on, hold on, I'm looking for Gen 4. What does it start with? Uh, starts with Turtwig. Oh, so I'm not there yet. Gen 4 is kind of weird because the majority of it is evolutions. And there's not that many Pokemon that I kind of just want to give the axe to. 
I'm not a big fan of Snover and Obama Snow. Ice Grass is a terrible typing, Wait. but one that we needed nonetheless. Slow down. <sighs> I would chop. You keep talking. I'm gonna look. Yeah, I, Obama Snow. I'm glad I got a Mega. I just Ice Grass is so not good. And it's a cool Pokemon. It just it's completely outclassed by everything else that could be uh you know um i just found carnivine which i forgot was a pokemon carnivine so love carnivine um okay here's mine that i want to chop licky licky <laughs> always hated it hate it i think the evolution was kind of weird i didn't i just I, yeah that makes sense. no Gen 5, there are some that we could- Gen 5 starts with what? Uh, my definitive answer for Gen 5 is Padov, Tranquil, and Unpheasant. What number does it start with? It starts with, with 494. 494, okay, hold on. Yeah, Padov, Tranquil, and Unpheasant are the worst. The worst birds, they're bad, I do not like them. I would like them gone, please. And thank you. Um, they are the most average bird-looking Pokemon that I could possibly think of. Can I say one that I want to be rebranded at least? Yes. Um, Luna and Mushana. They, they were, I don't like how they look. They have a response to Drowsy and Hypno because they're both psychic dream eating tapers. They look like babies in a womb. They're very baby. No, no, they literally look like they have umbilical cords and it makes me uncomfortable. Oh, another Pokemon that I hate is Sigilith. I would, I would give, get rid of Sigilith in a heartbeat. Uh, I have four shiny Sigilith, be, all because of failed hunts for another Pokemon. You know what else I want to cut? What? The trash. No! Trubbish? <laughs> Don't get rid of Garboder. I, I, I love Garboder. I'm sorry. Gothita? Yeah. We can chop that. Um, um, who else? The one that looks like ice cream. I just don't get the point. I love the. I absolutely love the Vanellix line. Um, Very funny. Where does the next one start? The Gen Six starts at six fifty. With six fifty. Oh my gosh, it's a while ago. Um, a Pokemon I would chop here. Hard to think of because they're all really unique. A Pokemon I would want to chop. Um. There's not that many. Because Gen 6 was a small dex. I would really want to see Litleon Pyroar be different. I would love to see them rebranded, but I would give them the axe if I had to. You know? Um, I get it. I'm looking. Give me a second. Yeah. I know you didn't play Gen 6. I did not, but I did watch somebody else play Gen 6. Yes. Give me a second just to look at these while I'm... Well, I formulate oh, my little... Oh, gosh, I already got to the next one. Yeah, I know. It's um, short. Okay, so... Personally, I don't like how Pokemon loves to do this thing where it makes the baby ones, like, really, really cute, and then it makes the big ones scary and creepy. Um, and two of these for me are definitely... Um, Trevenant. Oh, Phantom and Trevenant? Yeah. Phantom is fine. Phantom, Phantom is... is literally a baby. Phantom is fine. I have no problems with that. But it's evolution. I don't like it much. Same thing with Pumpkaboo. It's evolution just looks funny to me. I don't like it. I think they could be redone. Yeah, that's fair. 
Um, Gen 7. Let's talk Gen 7. I would get rid of... <laughs> Young Goose. And Gumshoes. I, I think they're kind of cute. I hate them. They look like Donald <laughs> Trump. Yeah. are annoying. Um, I would axe... I think Pokemon that I would love to see... We didn't need Moralol and Shenotic. I think we can get rid of those. Um... Yeah. I use a Shenotic all the time to catch things because it was the only good spore user before Amoongus came in. Can we click give, can we click give solid, can we just click to say how much we love Drampok? I love Drampok. It's a dragon, it's a dragon Drampok. A normal dragon. A per, I just like that it looks like a grandpa. It just looks like a grandfather. And I love <laughs> it. All right, where are we now? Uh, did you have, uh, you had needed an answer for Lola. No, I didn't. I said it. Which was? The gumshoes. Oh, that's right. And I had a second one for Galar. You're going to hate it because I know you love it. Say it. Uh, Boltund. I know. You hate Boltund. I, I use, I have a Boltund V deck that I use for the TCG. I love that card. But Boltund is the most generic dog ever. I know. <laughs> and I, if if they made Yamper a lot stronger and gave it a different like a different appeal, that'd be cool. But I don't think it needed to be both. Just a bigger corgi, like two corgis. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have two that I want to chop. Yeah. Two lines that I don't like. Okay. The squirrel. S- uh, and greedy. Yeah, I hate them. That's fair. I don't like them at all. They, I don't like them. Um, and Blipblug's whole line. Oh, you're kidding. I don't like. You would get rid of Orbeetle? Yes. I don't like it. A bug psychic that's literally a UFO Eggman. Don't. I think it's really hype. Freaks me out. Yeah. Uh, who else would I? You don't want to hear my other one. Go for it. You're going to hate me. Who? No. Who is it? Toxtricity. Really? I don't like it. I've been dying for a poison electric type forever. I know. I don't like it. And I also don't like Brimsnarl. He looks very lizard-like. It just freaks me out. Mr. Rhyme. I love him. Mr. Mime, Mr. Rhyme, all of them out of here. The only one who can stay is Mime Jr. Mime Jr. was Gen 4. Mime Jr. can stay. <laughs> okay. And then maybe I'll get rid of Cubs, Cubfu and Urshifu as well. Ice <laughs> Just on principle. Ice Cube. I love Ice Cube. Yeah. Hey, Ice Cube has like a, a soft spot in my heart because of the shiny one I have. I know, but that doesn't make it good. It, it could be a lot better. Um, I I like I like how I like Cubsu though. And they could really redo Eternatus' whole thing. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Not either. a fan. I didn't like that we had so many legendaries in one game, and it didn't help me. Yeah, so... I like Cubsu. And I like her Shifu. I just don't, I don't know. I don't like how they dealt with it. Right. And then who knows? Maybe we'll want to cut whatever comes in the next set, which is very possible in the next DLC. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm kidding. I have no idea how we're going to feel about it because I don't know what it is. I'm um, looking forward to it. I think it'll be good to see some news or something coming forward. Um, one, there's two, there's, okay, there's not two. There are three things that I want Pokemon to stop doing. I would like this to be the Pokemon challenge for them. No more monkeys. 
No more monkeys. No more monkeys. No more squirrels. And no more little, like, caterpillars. We're done. We got enough. No more. I would also like to say dogs and cats. You've hit those two. I would love to see any design be born, be new. I would love to see, I love seeing new Pokemon designs. I want new innovative Pokemon designs. Kind of like how we were talking with, um, in our interview in our last episode with Barrett Letty. Thank you again, Barrett, for um, yeah, discussing with us. Uh, he had mentioned how Gen 1 just feels right because it's like the oldest one, but it's also where they started. So you kind of, when you start out, and you have Gen 1, and then after it, everything else just sort of seems wrong. The f- I don't want to say wrong, but kind of off-kilter. Yeah, especially the further down you go. That's fair. I don't, and that's not the same as, um, like, location changes. Because that, I think, was interesting as well, because that's a real thing species actually do. Right. But... I think there could be a lot more creativity. That being said, I also really love the Alola forms and the, oh, the yeah. regional forms. I think that's brilliant. I think that was a so big play smart. on evolution. I love seeing those develop. I would love to see yeah. if if and if 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 and if we get Gen Four remakes, if we get Sinnoh forms, I would be happy. Mm-hmm. It'd be really nice to see that. Yeah, we're not trying to diss Pokemon not at, at the same time. I personally. We've all got our favorites and our ones that we don't like. Um, some for strate- strategic reasons, some for aesthetic reasons. Personally, a lot of mine are aesthetic because that's how my brain works. And that's that. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Uh, feel free to find us on any platform and reach out to us. We already gave our contact information in the beginning. Um, yeah. That's it for us. Sleep well. Give your pets a kiss for us. Pretty please. Have a good night. Get some sleep. Good night.